were listening to episode 130 of Shades Midweek, a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. I'm John Mark DeRoe, and I am joined as usual by my co-hosts, Mr. Jonathan Hafes, and back in the saddle again, Mr. Brad Brown. How are you doing? It's good to see your face. Hey, everybody. I'm doing extremely well, and I'm glad to be back. You don't know what you have until you lose it. And what I lost the past few weeks was this podcast. <laughs> well, you know, Brad, w- while you were away, I mean, I virtually got my own episode. John Mark virtually got his own episode. So it's true. Wow. So I mean, really, doing John Mark, solo? It's like DC Talk separating. Solos, yeah. So, like, John Mark and I could just leave right now and you could monologue for the rest of the time. I would love nothing more than to hear myself talk for an hour and a half. <laughs> No, we missed you, man. And and just a few things happened in your personal life uh, while right. you were gone. But you're not allowed to talk about any of it right now. Not yet. Because we're going to spend some time in just a few moments. That's right. Talking a lot about all of that. JM, you got anything happening in your world? Oh, what's happening? Well, we're in the midst of a uh, brutal flag football season right now, uh, Moses' team. Brutal because wow. of the schedule or brutal because <laughs> your team's not doing so great? Uh, you know, it's been a real struggle this year, but you know, I blame the coaching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to get fired here pretty soon. I don't know if I'm going to make it to the end of the year. <laughs> JM's the assistant coach. Are y'all wearing headsets? The buyout's a dozen donuts. I've heard the, so. I've heard the press has just been brutal, <laughs> man. It's been a lot of fun, but some of these parents, they take it very seriously. And some of these coaches, for some of these teams, oh my goodness, you you would not believe what I've seen out there oh, on yeah. the football field. Oh, I would I, believe I, it. I would be, yeah, I was about to say, I believe it. I believe it. Man, we uh so we had a Taekwondo tournament uh here recently and um I was really wanting it to go really well for mm-hmm. Talitha. Uh because this so this is our second Taekwondo tournament and the first one was, was really hard for Talitha. It wasn't a great experience. So I'm like, oh man, I just really want this to be a great experience. Turns out I was overly specific in my prayers. <laughs> um, because it was great for Talitha, um, but this one was rough for Levi. <laughs> oh. Why but, can't everyone have a win? But, but man, listen—he did. He did. He did really well. He—he's way more down on himself than he needs to be. He—he re- he did really well. But uh, in his ring, I need to show y'all pictures. I hadn't shown y'all anything. In his ring, he was the smallest person, and Levi is not small. Like like he's tall. There was a kid. These are. 13 and 14 year olds Mm -hmm. there was a 14 year old kid that was bigger than me i believe it he was like 6'1 had to be sitting on 250 had to be he was massive that's who it's all random that's who levi drew the straw to spar first and i'm just like oh it's like okay anyone but this kid (laughs) but but i was so proud of him man um, he, he fought hard. He didn't quit. He didn't nice. give up. And yeah. so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's yeah, awesome. It's, it's always a lot of fun. It's definitely like as a parent, you know, you letting go, it's things that you can't control. It's beyond right. your control. You have to watch your son or daughter, or your child, you know, go out there and perform the best that they can. And that's all you can, it's all you can do is support and cheer on, you know, and, and they can't, they cannot possibly understand how this is more nerve wracking <laughs> right. for you. Right. Than it is for them. Yeah, Moses has played great. He has scored like three touchdowns this year. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough when they lose, though. It's yeah. always a tough thing. Yeah, man, really, really is. Well, we have a lot to do today. So onward with our normal shenanigans. Let's talk music. Jay. 
think you're going to like this, John. Feels a little like John Foreman in the This is fun. This is a fun word to say. Beba Doobie. That's the name of the artist. Beba Doobie. How do you spell that? B E A B A D O O B E E. Beba Doobie. You spell it phonetically. Her name is her name's Beatrice. She's a Filipino British singer-songwriter. Her debut studio album came out 2 years ago. This is her second, her sophomore release. It's called Beatopia. It came out on July 15th, 2022. It's poppy. It's it's 90s. It's angsty. It's nostalgic. Her, her vocals feel very 90s. I love it. Yeah, she was born in the Philippines, moved uh, to the UK. She's pretty young, too. She's born in uh, 2000. So that makes her 22 years old. I've really, I had listened to her first record before and really enjoyed it and discovered this the other day and I've just been rocking it. Um, you know, my one, my one probably critique is that, uh, you know, the lyrics for me aren't something that I necessarily connect with a whole lot, but musically I'm really enjoying, enjoying a lot of the music for sure. And she's been heralded by the likes of one Taylor Swift and Harry Styles and wow. James Smith. So, She's got a lot of admiration from some very well-known uh, musical uh, artists. So check it out. This song is called See You Soon. I'll give you a little taste of uh, one of her other tracks on here. This one's called Ripples. One of these tracks has me questioning whether or not I would be friends with her. It's uh, Tinkerbell is overrated. <laughs> I take offense. I'm a big Tinkerbell fan. Did I ever tell you all that... I did the Tinkerbell lighting effects in my in our high school musical production of Peter Pan. Oh wow, that, that, that seemed like I a left that job. detail out. I was listed in the program as, as, as Tinkerbell. Jonathan Hayes, <laughs> moment Pr of fame. Proud of my son, he's he's Tinkerbell <laughs> in the local school. Play. My dad had never been more proud. <laughs> this is a pretty cool song. It's called Ripples. I'll play a touch of this. Please don't make me hide. I've been putting up a fight What's the use of it now? When I get pulled down Anyways, I've been hiding my expression You can't blame the reflections And the ripples on the ground Great, great melody. I, I dig that. Great melody. This feels like rainy day music. It does. And it is a rainy so day. Yeah. Go check, go check her out. She's got some cool live videos. She covers. You guys remember that song that came out in the early two thousands called "A Thousand Miles" by Vanessa Carlton? Oh yeah, she covers that song. Really? Yeah, with like a rock band. Dude, for some reason, when you when you say uh, she's not that old, she's born in two thousand, my brain just goes, oh, so she's ten. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't feel like someone born in 2000 should be 22. I know. Oh I know. My That's my album of the week. Nice. Bia Badoobie. Well, Bradford, it's been a while. Do you still know how to read? Let's see. Let's find out. <laughs> no, Brad, moment of truth, confession, you know, which I already know the answer to because you didn't know either of us had solo editions of, of Midweek. You You haven't listened to any of those episodes, have you? Not yet. You don't know what happened during your book club. I don't know what happened. I'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> Would like to thank the Houston Boys Choir for singing the intro to the Bradford's Book Club. Thankful for their contribution. Also to the Birmingham Symphony Orchestra. We're thankful for all you do. It's good to be back with you all, friends, followers, fanatics. As we gather today at Bradford's Book Club, I am bringing to you a book that I've been reading over the past two weeks as we will discuss the birth of my first child occurred on September 28th, and so I thought during this period of time I would do a lot of reading. I didn't. (laughs) Sorry. But I did read this book. It's a book of daily devotions titled Take Heart. Daily Devotions to Deepen Your Faith by the late David Pallison. Those of you that might not know who David Pallison is, he was a biblical counselor, he was an author, speaker, pastor, and really a giant in the field of biblical counseling. And in this book, it's very brief daily devotions, reflections by him. He might reflect on a quote from a figure in church history. He might reflect on a passage from Scripture. David Pallison was a gift to the church and and still is through these pages. His wife writes the introduction, and it was interesting. She talks about how he would pull all-nighters to finish uh, a book deadline or to prepare for a conference and how frustrating it was from her. But all of that work has become uh, the devotions for this book, and so now she says as she goes back through and reads them, it, it uh, is so rich and encouraging for her. Uh, Pallison was someone that uh, knew suffering for the last uh, 20 years of his life. He had um, open heart surgery. He had five cancer surgeries, dealt with sleep apnea, chronic fatigue. He knew weakness. And in the midst of these devotions, what you'll see is Pallison continually bringing his weakness before the Lord and then proclaiming the good news of the gospel and the hope that we have in Christ, who is gracious to us in our weakness. So if you haven't ever read anything by David Pallison or heard him speak, go to YouTube, check him out, check out this devotional book. Uh, One of my favorite books by him is a book titled Good and Angry. It's another great one. But today, Take Heart, Daily Devotions to Deepen Your Faith by David Pallison. always like to do a devotion on here every once in a while, and uh, this one's a good one. Nice. Excellent choice, Bradford. Thank you, Jonathan. (laughs) I almost re-recorded your book club intro while you were gone when I did my solo episode. Wow. I didn't have time. Why? Is it loud? I was going to add electric guitars to it make, make for when metal. I do for when I host it. Oh, just so you. Like, bow, now, 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 now. 
like yeah. kind of Trans-Siberian orchestra. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't. All right. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to bring that before the board. Man, I've been waiting. We've been waiting weeks. We have. We've been waiting weeks to be able to say this. For all of us to be together so we could take a trip. A trip down to the email corridor. The email corridor. Well, ladies and gentlemen, down here are two emails. One that I got to... Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, got to blow dust. the dust off of this one. Yeah. This first one right here. Because we've been teasing... It's been in the file cabinet yeah, that we have here. Yeah. We've been teasing this email that came to us on September the 23rd. At 12.58 p.m., I guess that Shades Midweek is what Doug Abernathy does on his lunch break. Sounds like so, it. Douglas Abernathy emailed us, uh, and I, I, I need to preface. So a couple of weeks ago <laughs> on Bradford's book club. It must have been the last time that Brad was here. It must maybe. have been. Maybe Brad one before. I can't even remember what got happened. way too much satisfaction out of royally derailing us for like 10 minutes on a talk about gambling. I got so many comments about that. It Did you really? Great. Yeah. Did you really? <laughs> Everyone loved it. Um, he derailed us all for a stupid joke. Like I was planning that that might last five seconds. Oh my gosh. In my mind beforehand. And you just loved it the longer it went. Anyway, but it was also he could say like, well, this book I'm choosing today might be a bit of a gamble or something like that. Anyway, so Doug's subject line is reading this email could be a gamble oh okay throwback and he says uh since jonathan asked no there's no jackpot size that makes buying lottery tickets a good idea (laughs) the math is never in your favor Uh, i'm gonna have to go back and listen and see if that's actually what i asked because i know that i I don't know I, i thought what i asked was Doug, is there ever a jackpot large enough that you are tempted to buy a ticket? That's right. I thought that's what I asked. I know it's not. The house always wins. Yeah. That's the way it works. Anyway, gambling for entertainment might be fun, but I prefer to spend my money gambling on food and drink. Will I like that taco I can't pronounce? Is the beverage in that bottle any good? Can they make a steak better than I can? That's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point, Doug. Uh, I see Brad's counselor powers are growing. He paired his active listening sounds with silence masterfully to coax out of JM and Jonathan's to coax out JM and Jonathan's gambling history. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Uh, I'm hoping this recent fascination with gambling will lead to a really good pocket sermon Jonathan can pull out when the or, or no when Brad that Brad can pull out when the next stomach bug hits. <laughs> Keep up your good work, Doug. Today we're going to talk about gambling. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh. Now for my first illustration, Richard <laughs> Scrooge. Um, I'm just kidding. Brad and I uh, recently watched. Have you watched that documentary yet? I haven't watched it. Brad and I, Brad watched a Richard Richard Scrooge documentary, which for those who aren't familiar, big, well-known name in Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Um, And uh, Howard's College is currently in his building over there. The documentary is on Netflix. It's part of a series called Trial by by Media. Media. Yeah. But it's yep. just one episode in that, and he was like, "You got to go watch it." Joseph Wolski was the one that pointed it out first. Yeah, because credit where credit because too. like almost all of the footage is from in and around Birmingham, yeah. so like he recognized everything. And and Brad nor I were like here in the midst of all no, that. No, I had so no idea. We didn't the know the history. 
But uh, pretty crazy. But yeah, it is. Maybe we'll convince JM to watch it. Maybe we'll we'll bring Matt, Matt Bias Bias. in as no, a guest. Yeah, that'd be and amazing. Do an episode. I feel like Christian everything he would say would be off record. Probably he'd be like, "We can't record this." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. anyway. All right. Well, thank you, Doug, Thanks, for your Doug. email. As be always, be sure to keep that in mind. As always, we just love hearing from you, Doug. Love hearing from you. All right. Well, we got one more email down here, and this one doesn't have nearly as much dust on it. It's from October the 7th. One Elizabeth Sturgeon. Wow. Okay. Elizabeth Sturgeon. I think she's a first-time writer. I, I think, think so. so. First time. Way to go. Yeah. Way to go. Subject line is Taylor Swift. Oh. This could go a lot of different it ways. Could, it I'm, could. I mentioned her earlier. So, hi, Shades Midweek. Tried to say that with the exclamation point that it has. It, it communicated. Thank you. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, but this is my first time in the email corridor. Uh, I've been listening to... I said it like that just so Jay would have to find it later and add the reverb. I'll add it. Just <laughs> added 15 minutes to just, his life. Just keep saying it all throughout the episode. <laughs> oh. I've been listening to a lot of old episodes that I've missed, and now I have a response to one that was posted almost a year ago. It's never Um, too late. She said, but I think there's still time for a response. In the 2021 in review, so that's episode 93, uh, she said, you guys talk about Taylor Swift and how you're not the biggest fans, besides maybe Brad. (laughs) Brad is the resident Taylor Swift fan yes. here at Shades Midweek. And head of the fan club. She she says, and you put out a request for anyone to email you who could change your mind. I could be wrong, but I don't think anyone emailed in to convince you. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> you do, are not wrong. We do this a lot. We throw things out in the middle of our podcast. No one responds. Well, that's most not of the time. It, sometimes people Every do. Every once in a while. But Elizabeth but in, in point. It is uh it is unpredictable what will elicit a response. And I would say it's, it's, true. U- it's usually the things like, I don't know, randomly talking about tacos. It's usually those kinds of things that actually get a response. Okay. Anyway, she says, I know I'm late. <laughs> But we are in the anticipating weeks of Taylor's Midnight's album coming out this month. So this might be the perfect time. I think there are some Taylor Swift songs uh, you would like or that would at least showcase her talent. I'm not a diehard Taylor fan, but I do love her music, especially her most recent albums. If you're interested, I'd love to put together a playlist of songs that could convince you or at least give you a new perspective on her. Just let me know whenever. Thanks for all the work that goes into the podcast. It has been such a fun way to learn more about you guys, uh, other members, and Shades as a whole. Smiley emoji. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah. I would love a playlist. Yes. Oh, JM responded. JM Mm -hmm. responded and has requested that playlist. So as soon as that has been... Now, if she's still listening in sequential order, then she may not hear this... (laughs) For, we should probably text her and tell her we responded because it could be another six months before she actually hears our response. So we'll have to let her know. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, so as soon as we get that playlist, we will give it a listen. Listen away. And um, and we'll listen. I'll listen to that new album when it comes out. I'm down for a listen. Well, it's a re- yeah. Re- yeah, it's a re-recorded album. Oh, is it? Yeah, so she got, I don't know all the details, a true it's, it's Taylor the whole, like, Swift her, fan, but it's It's like her re-taking back her... Right, music, her right. old wow. music. So she's put out uh, her album Fearless, 
Red, and I guess she's doing what was it? Midnight. Midnight. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Okay. I mean, cool. we might need to devote a whole episode to this because a whole app to Taylor Swift. I know that. Joseph Walensky is a fan, I believe, really likes her songwriting, and I think that Andrew Thompson does not. And so, listen, if you we get opposing voices on, this is what we're all about. <laughs> yeah, is having, like, having the hard conversations. It'd be like one of those sports debate shows, but about Taylor Swift. I think a lot exactly. of I think a lot of her fans, her her true hardcore fans, really connect a lot with her through her lyrics and the stories and. Kind of her general messaging. I when I listen to it, it's so produced and poppy that I, I it's you, hard for you me. You even to feel that to way it. about like the folklore stuff, the stuff she I did. I liked like, one of the songs. What was that one that the she one did with, with Bonnie Bonnevere? Bonnevere. Yeah. yeah. What was that one called? I don't. I liked remember. that song. Yeah. All right. Well, here here's the thing. Let's get this playlist in. This is turning into a new Exile. taco tour yeah. thing. It's called Exile. <laughs> but Where I'm even just making stuff up on air, and it's going to become a whole thing. All right. <laughs> we can't take on any more projects, but I no, can't No, no, this is a project. Pl- this is a project. We want the playlist. And yeah. if the playlist can convince JM, if the playlist can convince JM, then we will do a dedicated Taylor Swift episode and whoever emails oh and convinces us that they are the largest Taylor Swift fan at Shades, you get to be the guest on that episode. Wow. That's what's happening. High stakes here. High stakes. You heard it here. All We're right. We're going to get bombarded with emails <laughs> because of that now. We'll just wait and see. Oh, no. It sounds Tanisha's great. Tanisha's going to email in and want to know when the Ashley Simpson album uh, or, or episode is. And, I and she will did have guest. her album, Ashley Simpson's album. Of course album. you did. <laughs> I was a teenager. Pieces uh, of me. Yeah. There is footage from SNL that we could play to promote our hoedown coming up. I used to watch the show. That's a deep cut. <laughs> Her little jig that she does. <laughs> and she says, she's I just caught, decided to do a hoedown. <laughs> she got caught Lip faking syncing. everything. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's enough controversy <laughs> for now. Let's move on to what we're doing today. And we've alluded to it multiple times. But Bradford is back in the booth and freshly redubbed Dadford. That's right. So we want to Really hear, excited about that we, new nickname. Listen, we want to hear a baby story. We, we want, maybe not all the details, but we want most of the details, you know. And we, we'll get Jordan to, to share her side of things, but we, we all know that, like, you... You have the most accurate uh, version of events to share. And I'm trying to make jokes, and it's not working. I don't know what's happening right now. Anyway, I'm just trying to joke about the fact that it would be way better to talk to Jordan about this. It definitely would be. Oh, maybe we'll try to call her in a little bit. Is she back at work? She's at home. I, I figured her maternity leave was longer than yes, two Yes, she is. Thankfully. Praise God for that. I'm trying to figure out what this song is. Some kind of lullaby. I'm trying to pick to lullabies on Spotify. Brahms lullabies. This is Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> you know, Which it's, is also the ABCs. You know, it's interesting. I'd be curious to hear y'all's thoughts about this. So I have a friend who realized, he. I think he has a three-year-old. And he said that when, uh, you know, he would go to a friend's house that had little kids, they would always be playing like kids music or kids shows. And so instead of doing that, he on YouTube just left on Pavarotti. And now his three year old is obsessed. 
with Pavarotti. Why would you do that to yourself? Pavarotti's like a make-believe friend. She calls Pavarotti on the phone. Oh, my word. Whenever the screen is around, she wants Pavarotti to be on. And so he just said, it was interesting, he was like, kids will listen to whatever you give them. So instead of giving them kids music, I gave her Pavarotti, and now that's what she listens to. We we never did kids music. We just did our music. (laughs) And they liked it, right? Yeah, that's pretty much all they listened to. Exactly. There we go. Listen, I Nessa Dorma. Uh, oh my gosh, this is one of the, amazing. This song, this is tell tell me you didn't cry at the end of Some of All Fears. Th- this is one of the only, this is one of the only operatic songs that can move me to tears. Oh, of course. And the, I mean, the ending is just unbelievable. Yeah, so that's the what's Beatles, man. On. The Beatles is some of the best kids. <laughs> the Beatles is some of the best kids music oh, yeah. you could ever. Intero. Everything, you know, Yellow Submarine. Like, what kid doesn't want to hear a song about a Yellow Submarine? Exactly. Octopus's Garden. That's another good one. There's so many fun ones. Yeah. Listen to the Beatles. That's what I did with my kids. Yeah. So that was just this is an interesting side. Strawberry Fields Forever. Things that I'm thinking about now that I am a father. Sorry, that song's in my head now. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful song. All right, but seriously, so today we want to talk about... Yes. Brad's and Jordan. Brad and Jordan's new little baby girl. Exactly. Elizabeth and is there a middle name? Brown. Brown. <laughs> There's no middle name, right? Yes. We, we talked about Brown. that yesterday. Born, yeah. Double first name. Born September 28th, 11, 17 a.m. after mom was up all night and dad tried to be up all night. <laughs> so... You know, I don't, I don't know uh, about y'all's experience, but for me, when I was in the hospital, I put a lot of pressure on myself to come across as a dad that's very involved and very attuned to his wife during, uh, during the birthing process. And so at night, I felt like I needed to stay awake anytime a nurse would come in or anytime someone would stop by. And man, hospitals are just crazy. I mean, just the reality of the hospital. It's just a time vortex. Like, what time is it? There's always people there. They're working. It can be like 2 a.m. They come in, flip on the lights. Right. You know, they're just like wide well, because, awake, because ready to yeah, go. it's daytime it's, for them. It's they're, daytime they're, for them. They're on the night shift. Absolutely insane. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay up. I was night. always convinced they came into my room more, they, our room more during the night <laughs> during the day <laughs> it felt like it and so yeah it's just because you're asleep between visits yes and so i definitely dozed uh in between times that they were coming but anytime they would w- walk in i would like pop up and be like <laughs> hey how's it going yeah we're good here definitely not a deadbeat dad here i am involved <laughs> and concerned with the process oh, man. but no uh in all seriousness uh the birth went great Healthy mom, healthy baby. Was childbirth everything you expected it to be from the movies? Did it, they accurately prepare you? It was not like the movies. <laughs> no. But a uh, shout out to the nurses at St. Vincent and our doctor. They were incredible. Medical peeps. I mean, seriously. All, I mean, all of these people that work in the medical field. I mean, having someone that was competent and kind and reassuring our nurse prayed with us. It was really beautiful. And so we, Jordan and I left just being so thankful 
for them and and everything that they did. But a- after uh, our our girl was born, I just remember thinking, Jordan, you have done so much today. You. You know, there is a life that was formed in your womb, and now you are sustaining life, and I have done absolutely (laughs) nothing. That's not that's not true, Brad. You said, "Go, Jordan, go." Go, Jordan, go. I'm right here with you. You got this, babe. We're together in this, but no, I was just my wife uh, was incredible. And I was I was so proud of her. Now I'm curious to to hear y'all's uh, experience with this. But you know, you hear different people talk about the first time that they hold their child, mm. that they are just overwhelmed with love that they never um, thought they could love someone so much so quickly that um, the second they held their baby, it was like their world was upside down. So, I mean, I'm curious before I go, what, what was y'all's experience holding your babies? Oh, you see, Brad, I'm not falling for this again. This is another setup, man. This is a setup. setup I don't believe you. Because the last time you did this with like gambling, we, we got thrown under 10 buses. Listen, (laughs) I'm a dad now. I've left that childish behavior behind. I want to hear what your experience was. And then I'll tell you mine. <laughs> you first, since you brought it up. Uh, well, I'm not gonna put myself out there and then get smacked down. There's no, there was no bait here. There was no setup. There's no punchline. There's, n- there's nothing comical. Then tell me. I mean, for me, I, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Just being in absolute awe, and then immediately having this feeling of. I need to protect this baby at all costs. <laughs> and I need to constantly make sure that she is that she is okay. And I just felt like my focus totally was locked in. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if you call it awe, I don't know if love is the word, but yeah, I mean it was a it was a very powerful experience. Yeah. And then the moments holding her after, I think were just if just as powerful, if, if not more. So, you feel that until about two or three, and then you're like, somebody needs to protect this baby from me. <laughs> I've got a ways to go. No, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. No, man. Um, yeah. So, what I remember most um, from. Uh, Probably from each of mine, but definitely with Karis. On the nineteenth child, does it change, Jonathan? <laughs> does the feeling change at all? Um, uh, so Karis specifically, like they they had to. Karis had a lot of uh, stuff like in her lungs, mm. uh, so they had to take her to the little table, and she had to spend a significant amount of time there mm. with them suctioning her out and all that kind of stuff and everything. Um, so. The first thing that I got to do as far as interaction with Karis was I went over there by the table and reached down and she just grabbed my thumb. Yep. You know, I think I have a picture of all of my kids doing that, like Mm -hmm. grabbing my thumb, you know, and and their fingers can't even fit all the way around it. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know how to put it into words or whatever. It's just like, uh, okay, um, nothing's the same. Yeah. Nothing's the same anymore. Like, 
this is um, a shift in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I felt emotions kind of differently, I think, with, uh, with each one. Um, but all, yes, definitely uh, love, connection, protection, all of those things. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Jam? Well, yeah, I mean, some of you may have heard a little bit of this story before. I won't tell the whole thing in great detail, but, uh, you know, Ashley and I have, both of our boys are adopted, and they were uh, domestic adoptions, and Moses was born here in Birmingham. So the story goes is that we had been in the process for two years, and when I got the phone call that Moses had been born, because all adoptions look different to some degree. And in our case, it was, whoa, we're getting a phone call. There's a baby born and the birth mom has has chosen us. Um, When I got the phone call, Ashley was out of town. Uh, So I was at home by myself. So imagine. (laughs) Crazy. Do you remember how nervous you were going in? With Jordan and labor, you're nervous, and you got your partner there. Oh yeah, I was I was so nervous. The oh, fallback, was, the fallback was she knows what's going right, on. Right, right. You know, can you imagine, like it being like, okay, first time parent, and uh, by the way, your your wife who knows all about this <laughs> is is not only not here, she's not coming. She's not even the state. <laughs> yeah, so she was in Cleveland, Ohio, on a work wow. trip in the middle of February. Which means that it was she was snowed in oh, and couldn't get on a flight out. So basically, what happened was they call me and they say you need to come up to the hospital and meet the birth mom and you know meet meet your potential son. So I had to go up there totally by myself and me and the social worker anyway and uh, meet complete strangers mm-hmm. in a hot in St. Vincent's Hospital and. Uh, it was wild, and of course Ashley's freaking out because she can't be there. So you know she's freaking out. I'm freaking out. Uh, emotions were high. Moses was actually in the NICU. Uh, this was like two days after he was born. And anyways, went down to the NICU. That's when I got to hold him for the first time. I actually Facetimed Ashley when I got to hold him for the first time. And yeah, I mean it was a pretty. It was definitely like a magical moment, and she was on Facetime. And, you know, she was talking, like kind of talking to him a little bit. And when she started talking, he opened up his eyes because he was sleeping. And so that was all on FaceTime. I wish there was a way to have like screen recorded all that. But it's just like an Apple commercial. It just, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, if you go to Ashley's Instagram, if you scroll far enough down, it may even be on mine somewhere. I don't post as much as Ashley does. But if you go, you'll see the picture of the first time that, she held Moses and she's just bawling and mm. we're we're all crying and very very intense. Yeah. <laughs> very intense yeah. uh moment in life for sure. It, oh yeah. It, it is I don't know. It it's one of the most indescribable experiences like like both birth and then just b- becoming a parent. And like to me, I don't know if you guys would feel this way. Um, uh, my, my relationship with Holly, um, like our marriage takes priority. Like it, it is my number one. I love my children. 
I would die for my children and give anything for them and all that. But even they know, like mom and dad, like our relationship is primary and and it's the cohesive glue that holds the, the rest of this family together and all of that. Um, but I would tell you that the experience of becoming a parent was way more wild, out of body, something yeah. else than the experience of getting married. Oh yeah. Like like getting married was awesome and had its own kind of like awe and cool and sure. magical moments and all that kind of stuff. But there's just something else like about becoming a, a parent that it's just like, all right, I've never experienced anything like this before in my life and don't yes. know of anything else that could do that. I I don't know. I I'm I'm curious to see uh this is something that none of us know uh, about yet. I am curious to see what like becoming a grandparent feels like one day. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's gotta have its own kind of thing and grandparents talk about it like it's better than parenthood you know <laughs> definitely so but uh yeah but anyway so yeah it's it's just it's it is a wild wild thing and of course we're all sitting here talking from the perspective of dudes um right and and the whole experience is even has just a whole different level and layer to it for moms oh right? yeah and, and totally. for a mother's heart and um yeah so it's it's a wild thing man yeah 100 percent yeah, the second thing I'll say is we had a, a little bit of a scare. So we uh, were at the hospital for a few days, and while we were there, we found out that her bilirubin levels were a little high. She was dealing with some jaundice, and so they put her under the lights, but then it came down, and so they're like, you can go home. So we went home, and that night Jordan and I were feeding her, and my mother-in-law was like, she's looking a little too tan, actually. And so we went back, they ended up admitting us to the NICU and, you know, all along the way, people are telling us this is very common, like this happens to a lot of people and and we knew that, but still there's something about seeing your baby in the NICU hooked up to everything under the lights that was uh, very scary and having to leave the hospital and come home where your baby's still there was so hard. Um, Jordan was like, I'm not leaving. I was like, yeah, they said you can't sleep here. She's like, then I'm not going to sleep, but I'm staying here. And I was like, okay, you're, you're going to, I can tell that. <laughs> and so she did. And one, it just, it, as, as we were there, I was reminded that there are other families of shades that have had extended stays yeah. in the NICU about Victor and Tanisha. And I know some other couples have, and, uh, Jordan posted about it. And so uh, many of those couples texted us and said, hey, wow. we had a similar experience. We were there for a week. We were there for two weeks, what have you. But my heart definitely just went out for them. I can't imagine an extended stay in the NICU. Right. But everyone was just so encouraging, sharing their experiences and praying for us, checking in on us, saying if there's anything we need. And so it just really felt the support and the love uh, and care of the body of Christ. So that was just such a gift. And it was just so cool having others that have gone before us reach back out and tell us, Hey, we've been through this, like, uh, offering advice, offering prayer support was uh, really powerful. So we were so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, JM and I were, uh, uh, fortunate enough to put enough pressure and weasel our way into getting to visit, uh, the Browns while they were still at St. Vincent's. That's right. Uh, uh, but before all the uh, the uh, NICU yep. uh, unfolded and, and everything, yeah, and uh, got to go up there and meet little uh, Elizabeth Ann, whom mm-hmm. I'm calling it like I I have a nickname for her, 
And I, I, I told Jordan about this before she was born, and I'm like, this is my nickname. No one else okay. is allowed to use it. Go ahead. This is mine. But uh, I, my nickname for her is Poppet. <laughs> Poppet. That comes from Pirates of the Caribbean. Do I? Okay, say more, John. No, Elizabeth Swan, <laughs> one of the characters. Oh, yeah, okay. That's how the pirates address her, like, in, when they first, uh, hello, Poppet. <laughs> and so, like, the moment y'all said Elizabeth, I was like, Poppet. <laughs> so are they saying That's Puppet what? in a... I guess, I don't know. I don't care. Puppet or Poppet? Puppet. Okay. You have to say I'm with the accent, curious. I guess. Puppet? But That's right. it, man. That's, that's that's what it is, but uh, but anyway. So yeah, we got to go see that. Oh God, you forget how small they are. JM. I know. Yeah, they're I so like tiny. She was China born dolls. six pounds, uh, nine ounces, ten ounces, teeny, teeny, teeny tiny. tiny. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, um, but yes, but mom and baby are doing well now. They're back home, so we're fantastic. we're grateful for that. We Very just grateful. got well, yeah. We just got you back yesterday. Just got me back yesterday. How was, uh, how was paternity leave? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you do a lot? Hey, you it mentioned was just, it was funny when you mentioned uh, um, trying to stay awake yeah. uh, through the, through the night with her. What it made me think of. Uh, so what I would do. I don't know if this is your experience, but so in the middle of the night, uh, when uh, any of ours were really little. Uh, Holly breastfed, so there wasn't a whole lot that I could do. I tried to do what I mm-hmm. could, so like you know, if I could change the kid or yep. bring the kid and uh, like get up, go get the child, bring the child to her, or take the child back to bed, all those kinds of things. But I still felt bad because for the overwhelming majority of the time, there's nothing I could do. Yeah, it's and, true. And I can remember, especially on nights when Holly was really exhausted. Um, I would lay back down beside her and every now and then she would look over at me and my eyes would just be wide open and I would be staring at her just making eye contact as if to say, I'm not sleeping either. I'm with you. <laughs> like I, I didn't want her to look over me like, dad coming. He's over there getting all that sleep. I'm like, nope, I am awake too. We're not talking. We're not, nobody's happy, but I'm just like, I'm in it with you, babe. You're I'm outside, right, you're, right here. You're outside mowing the lawn just so you're like, I'm doing something. I'm... I'm contributing in some way right now. It's 2 (laughs) a.m. I'm helping out. Painting the side of the house right now. (laughs) I mean to do this for a while. So, so yeah, so paternity leave. What did you do? Well, we did one thing, and that was keep the baby alive. So it feels like... That that is the main thing. Just feeding is the main thing that we did. And so you're feeding, and then you prepare for the next feed, and then you deal with the fallout from feeding the last time. (laughs) Yep. And then you just, you know, rinse, repeat. And, I mean, that's pretty much it. So It gets, uh, it gets better. That's what, that's what everyone has, <laughs> has told us. Is, uh, and everyone has given some, like, different uh, time stamps. Yeah. So, like, some will say three months. Some people have said a month. Some have said till you get in a routine. Some have said so here's, 12 weeks. Here's mine. Here's my time stamp okay, for Jonathan's. you. Then we can get John Mark's time yeah, stamp. It's, yeah, it's not about an amount of time. Okay. It's about your mental health. You'll appreciate this as a counselor. I like the direction this is going. I, I think this is the way the, the good Lord has designed it. <laughs> okay. So right about the time you get to the point of going, is this my life now? Is this the new normal? That's when you'll hit something new. Okay. <laughs> and then when that thing, when you get to the point of that, is this my new normal? <laughs> like, that's when you hit something new. Yeah. <laughs> that works while they're a baby. It doesn't work. <laughs> After that, because then it's just yes, this is my new norm. Right. 
Yeah, totally. All right, John Mark, what are you going to say after that? Uh, one big historical marker that I remember with Moses was, uh, let's see, it would have been July. So he was born in February, March, April, May, June, July. So about five months in, we went to the beach with my parents and one night that we were at the beach was the first night that we, he just slept through the entire night, didn't wake up for oh, that, yeah, didn't wake up for that night feeding. Cause at some point eventually, you know, you'll, you'll, well, we were bottle, we were formula. So it's a lot right, different right, for right, us sure, sure. Uh, than breastfeeding. But mm-hmm. man, when he slept through the night, that one night, that was like, Oh, it's killer. What is happening right now? now, I can't imagine. And define what you mean by sleep through the night. How many hours are you talking? Probably, let's see, he had probably had his last feeding maybe at like 11 or something. Okay. So like he would he would eat at eleven and then I think he slept till maybe seven or something yeah yeah six thirty or something so like because people mean different things when they say sleep oh, through yeah. the night so some people like mean when I first heard it I could remember people saying that to me and I was like oh so they mean like you know eight hours <laughs> and other people are like no I mean five like I mean like you know whatever like it was just they got yeah, a significant a block significant block well and this is funny too so. Jordan does really well with only a few hours of sleep. Like she can thrive and she can go. And I, when we were dating, she was still in grad school. We would hang out in the evening. She would never do homework. And I'm like, what, when do you do uh, schoolwork outside? And she's like, oh, I wake up at like 4.30 and I get to Starbucks right when it opens and I just do schoolwork until I have to go to class. This and I'm just like, further. you do that every day? And she's like, yeah. And so that's her. And then for me, if I don't get eight hours, I just look like a zombie. Like that's how useless I am as an individual. And so like we're sitting there and she's only, she's had less sleep than I have, but she's like with it. She's coherent. She's just like in a good mood going. And I've like just had a few hours less than I normally do. And I'm just sitting there like everything is ending. And you know, you really in this, in this season, you really see what you're made of, and it, it, it's depressing, to be completely honest. But my wife is a champ, and I'm not saying that in, like, a condescending, like, I'm the pastor going to beat up on myself kind of way. Like, it's just the reality of the situation. <laughs> so, how, how many hours of sleep did you say you need a night? Uh, I like to get eight hours of sleep. Oh, my JM, how many hours of sleep do you get a night? What's what's what do you get? Uh, well, recently I've been staying up and watching movies because uh, it's October, so uh, with Halloween coming up, and I think I've been getting maybe six and a half to seven hours a night yeah, yeah. recently. Yeah, probably. Yeah, about seven. And that does okay. Like I do, I do okay. I, on I have I, I have okay. learned that seven is my optimal. Yes. Yeah, like, okay. like, like if I best. if I oversleep seven, I'm gonna feel I'm not gonna feel as good. Yeah. Like I'll feel a little groggy. Um, if I undersleep that, I, I, I might as well. My thing. So everyone's I, different, though. I don't know about Jordan. Like there are some people that can go off like five hours. Oh yeah, and they're yeah, fine. Absolutely. Right. I, I you don't call know. those people psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So Insane. I. So. <laughs> I can do what Jordan does. Like, yeah, and, I can see that. And we've also, I mean, we've joked about how similar Jordan and I are a lot. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I can do the whole get up early and, you know, Brad shows up at 6 a.m. to make coffee for the pastoral discipleship yeah. group. and He's chipper. And I'm like singing. Joking. Yeah, you're he, killing he, he it. He wants to happy. kill me. Yeah, so, no, Jonathan loves that. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so I can do that yeah. for several days in a row and operate off of more. So I got, uh, I got five hours last night. 
And I can do yep. that for, for several days in a row. But then I need a catch-up day. Okay. So, like, I'll hit, like, like a Friday, and I'll need to sleep for, like, eight hours. Or or maybe even I'll get to, like, kind of nap a little bit here mm-hmm. and there. Um, so, I don't know. Does Jordan ever need a catch-up day? Or is she just like, nah, I'm killing it. Just yeah, killing uh, it. I think she likes a catch-up day. Yeah. But, yeah, sometimes she goes without it. I mean, just... It's it's really remarkable. I I haven't been able to do that since grad school, since seminary, since my early twenties. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it does get last, hard as you get that's older. That's the last right here. time I remember like not getting a lot of sleep and never having to catch up. Like just just yeah. Oh yeah. But anyway, well yeah. So I think that's I mean I think that's all I got. You don't have any other wisdom bombs to drop on us about parenthood? I will be uh, releasing a few blogs coming up about gospel-centered parenthood. Um, <laughs> the first two weeks of parenting. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, can't wait. Just to tell the congregation. I can't Discipleship w- and parenting. That's like such a classic evangelical, like young evangelical pastor thing to do, you know? Oh. It's like drop the blog after, like a blog on marriage after you've been married for like two weeks, well, you know? Uh, Brad's preaching, or the plan is for Brad to preach in like, uh, I, I preach for at least the next three Sundays. Uh, so in like a month or something like that. So he'll have a good solid like six to eight weeks of parenting under his belt. I know. I just can't wait to see how much having a child affects your sermon illustrations. Man. I am I am ready yeah, for it. Yeah, because I mean, Jonathan's kids play a big role in sermon illustrations. Dude, so and, and am I going to make that turn? Well, and as they get older, I get less. I have le- less material to work with. It's true. They're aware now. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Man, well, we are just we are just so excited uh, for you and Jordan. Um, so excited for little Elizabeth Ann and just glad she's doing so well. Yes, we're um, thrilled. We're thrilled. That's that's awesome. Yeah, thanks so, for shades. Uh, has a uh, has meal train stuff kicked in for y'all yet? Yes, it's actually starting tonight, I believe. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, ride that train. Come on, ride it. Yes. Holly will joke every now and then. She's like, it would almost be worth it to have another kid just for the meal train. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, it, shameless plug here. If you haven't yeah, if you signed haven't, up, I was going to do that for you. That's what I was setting up. Oh, no. No shame over here. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you go to Gracevine. Yeah, you can get to it through the realm on Gracevine. Get to it through the realm, or I will also accept hard cash, <laughs> gift cards, oh. stocks, whatever whatever you have available, Bitcoin, you, whatever you, you have available to you. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> you can. We will, A we will take. Cryptocurrency. I'm sure DoorDash. Cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure DoorDash would accept that or something. So if if you aren't on the realm and don't have access to Gracevine, you can text me, John Mark, email us. We'd be happy. That's to That's right. You email Shades Midweek with your <laughs> you bank just... account numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my word! But yeah, yes. But we're really thankful for that again. Once again, just the shades showing up, and I know that it's not just us. I want to feel special in that way, but our body really does gather around. Um, people in various stages of life to love and support them so yeah i'm experiencing it i'm receiving it gordon bowles i think i've said this before but gordon bowles a <laughs> former pastor here counselor said that how we receive gifts from others is how we receive gifts from the lord amen boom and gordon was having a good day when he came up with that so i'm re- i say that to say i'm receiving it 
Amen. Oh, man. Well, since we've done a very Shades-centric uh, episode, I think what we can end by uh, just giving a little shout-out about is uh, this weekend, Brad, you might be the only man at Shades Valley with a wife at home this weekend. That's right, because... It, it is the Shades Valley Women's Retreat this weekend. That's right. First, like, great full-blown, go-away, spend-the-night retreat since COVID hit back That's in right. 2020. So, yeah. so 2019 would have been the last retreat. Uh, like the full, they, they did some with some parking lot stuff, and yeah. it was awesome and all Worship, that. Worship, things like that. But this yeah. is the first full-blown retreat. I know that my wife is extremely excited. Uh, yeah, to go. Ashley's going to be going as yeah, well. I think there's, like, I think there's like 50 women oh, yeah. going on the retreat. So, uh, so if you're a dad... Um, and you're home alone. That's uh, right. Then you know you really got to show up this weekend. <laughs> We're gonna see. Yeah, it's a test. We're gonna see who, who, who can the, you make it on Sunday morning? Can, can 10 a.m. The service starts at 10 a.m. What are you made of, Dad? I I will I will see Surely. you're getting your children ready into church on time and raise you a sermon. All right, <laughs> John Mark will see you're getting your children here and raise you leading worship. Yes, so. <laughs> Uh, but then everybody's out there like, yeah, but y'all get paid to do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but no, seriously, we'll be continuing our judges series, and so would love to to see you there. But we are excited for all of our our ladies getting to go away and uh, spend some time with each other and some time with the Lord. And uh, it's going to be great. Bummed for Jordan that she doesn't get to go this year, but I don't think that she's going to be too terribly. She's upset the happiest she's ever it. been in her life. <laughs> no, she is loving life right now. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome. Well. I, well, I oh, think we ahead. should close with this. If you are a single male and you listen to this entire episode, <laughs> you deserve something. And you have defied all stereotypes and expectations. So send me an email and let me know, and there will be a prize, a monetary we got prize. Some free books. We a got monetary some free prize. Books. Yes. You're giving money now? Well, in some <laughs> or is it form. Crypto? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it'll you can, be. You can come join us on our next Shades Midweek Taco Tour stop or something. 100%. Like that. It will be big because you have done a <laughs> I mean, major accomplishment food, but. today. Exactly. <laughs> so go ahead. Email us. Well, Shades Midweek. Listen, midweek, midweek at, at shadesvalley.org. Shades I knew that wasn't right. Speaking of that, speaking of the Taco Tour, I mentioned this last week on my solo episode, Brad, that you haven't listened to yet. That I'm going to. I I did go to. Oh, a, I hope you do. Because did, there's a joke in the middle of it that I laughed so hard at. I'm it gonna, was a Jonathan joke. Am for I sure. going to be offended? No, it was it was in there just for me. Oh wow. I mean, you might be offended. Okay, okay. But it's deserved. <laughs> sorry. Okay, JM. No, talk, you're, yeah, sorry, JM. We were, I, we're really concerned with what you have to say. <laughs> I went to a spot without you guys, and <gasps> I'm not going to include it, but it was really good. We need to go. Wow. Taco Moro Loco in Avondale. Well, now that Bradford's back, is the gas station? Yes, we can. Uh, we can hit up the taco place again. Guys, soon. it was good. It's really good. All Man, right. these gas station places are just killing it. Really good. Blue Pacific, you know. Yeah, have to check. Best it out. Thai food in Birmingham. I agree. Oh, boy. Best Thai Don't. food. All right, are we it's doing a no. Thai food tour right now? <laughs> Did I just start something? <laughs> no. Hands down. But we should go back there sometime soon. No competition. Best Thai food in Birmingham. I wouldn't know. It's the only place I've been. So Me uh, too. Best <laughs> Thai food. 
No, I've been to Surin. Is, is that Thai? We're I about to so. start talking about Thai food. Like, I've got things <laughs> to say. Are we doing a Thai tour right now? To, we're about to totally veer off Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Jonathan. Let's get back on track here. Anyway, all right. Well, if you have any questions for Brad about parenting or fatherhood or yep. any of those things, you can ask him. Uh, I'll just, have the answer for sure. Just email us. Uh, he he, Doug Abernathy he specifically said he has lots of tips about twins. So. Oh yeah, I think about the Abernathy so much. <laughs> I really do. Every time I'm doing something with one baby, I think about two. <laughs> And I become overwhelmed and start to have a panic attack. And so then I stop and go back to my reality. So prayers for the Abernathys for sure. Well, if you would like to ask Brad about parenthood, if you would like to tell us about a taco place, if you would like to, I mean, we won't read your taco email out loud. We banned that, but uh, we'll we'll read it personally. Email us midweek at shadesvalley.org. And Bradford, since you're back, you can tell them because... Because here at Shades Midweek, you're part of the conversation because you're part of our hearts.